Are you or someone you know a worship leader Pharisee? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship teams, what is up? Brandon Dempsey here. Great to see you this morning. How are you guys? Great to have you. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of Worship Team Training, and this is our Tuesday show. So glad that you're here joining us, and if you would, what's up, Scotty? Our friends coming in right now on Periscope and also Facebook Live. Have you, uh, have you guys swiped and invite? all your friends yet, please do that. Let everybody know what is going on. And we also say a special welcome to those of you who may be joining us for the first time. If you would, please put in your name and city, country, where you're from. Let us know what's up so we know always who we're broadcasting with. We want to say a special welcome to all of our playback listeners on iTunes, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much for your support and subscribing both to the podcast and Facebook Live and Periscope. We, all, we also want to say a special welcome to our Worship Team Training University members. And how can you become a member? Well, I'll get into that in just a second. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, it is great to see you. Glad that you made it through another Sunday of Leading Worship. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and I'm the CEO and Training Director of WorshipTeamTraining.com. And what do we do here? Exactly that. We train worship teams just like you, working side-by-side side with worship leaders like yourself and the empowerment of leading worship and equipping your team for either a Friday, Saturday workshop that we do or a mentoring session that we have that's uh, walks with you in your worship ministry. And that's week in, week out. And you can find both of those at worshipteentraining.com. And our workshops are worshipteentraining.com slash Workshops and then worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. I uh, hope you guys uh, check those things out because you're going to really enjoy it. And also, if you are an on-demand person, on-the-go kind of guy or gal leading worship or in your team, you definitely want to check out our Worship Team Training University. That's WTTU.co. You can find our on-demand content, articles, interviews, shows just like this, and even more content at your fingertips. Our prices are going up March the 1st, so you want to be sure to save 25% now, between now and March the 1st, so go check everything out at wttu.co slash enroll. We are adding unlimited webinars. We are adding new worship leading courses. We are adding new videos and articles and much, much more to come, plus our brand new, what we call the Daily Train. So those videos are being added right now to the site and much more, so you want to check that out. Again, wttu.co. Here we go, 10 Signs of a Worship Pharisee. Oh, man, before we jump into this topic, the author of this article is David Manor. That's exactly who we're going to be having this coming Thursday. You don't want to miss that show. To watch it, you need to become a member at WTTU.co. And this is where you get great training like this from great worship leaders and theologians, uh, guys that are gals that are in their craft of study and music. You definitely want to be checking these things out. David Manor will be with us this Thursday at 11 a.m. And then also our good buddy and friend partner, Rich Kirkpatrick, will be with us tomorrow on our Worship Leader webinar. We're going to be talking about leaving and leading a worship leading legacy. 
None other than Rich Kirkpatrick can speak on this topic, and it's going to be great to have him. 12 p.m. Central tomorrow. Become a member, and you can get this webinar free. Also, we have more guests coming up. You can check the events page at wttu.co slash events. If you guys would, let us know what's going on as I go through today's teaching and our questions of 10 signs of a worship Pharisee. Would you be so kind to uh, insert your comments? All you need to do is just type in that box right there. Let us know what's up, what questions that you have, both Periscope, Facebook Live, and uh, what's up, Cherise? Good to see you on Periscope. And uh, it is great. To, uh, to get to all of your stuff. And at the same time, we'll say a, a shout out to you. Uh, let us know who you are so we can get that stuff going. Here's the thing about a worship Pharisee. When, when I first read that title, that really struck me, a, a worship leading Pharisee even, that kind of struck me as a, ooh, that's a, that's got some teeth in it. It's kind of deep. So uh, what's your thought on that topic? Worship leading Pharisee, does it exist? Does that one exist? Is it possible? Do you see it in other worship leaders? And I'm going to be asking the bigger question in just a few minutes from here. So here's the deal. Jesus dealt with Pharisees all the time, right? And the truth is that culture has not ceased to exist. It still resides where everywhere we go, our churches, our worship ministries, on our worship team, uh, some of you guys refer to them as divas or devos. So how do you handle the different types of personalities? How do you handle the different types of preferences that we all encounter, right, as worship leaders and worship teams? And it's easy for us to think, oh, not my team. My, my team doesn't do that. But, you know, really... Kind of does, right? Uh, so I want to ask those questions to you and, and get those. And, and I like for you guys to understand, let's understand together, there are 10 signs that you could be a worship-leading Pharisee, all right? So then what are the top, the top 10 ways of how you can avoid it? That's, that's the bigger thing. Because when I see this title, I'm thinking, wow, it's a challenge up front to lead our teams, right? It is a challenge everywhere we go. But the essence of all of it is what are you doing as a leader to set the pace, because like it or not, your worship team is following, they're watching you, how you handle stress, how you handle conflict, how you handle the different personalities that I just spoke of, how you deal with things like when a channel goes down or when the right lyrics don't pop up. Your whole team, before you lead your worship services, they are watching you. They are watching you and how you respond. And so it is indicative to the way that you lead is the way how other people follow you and the way even how your team responds. Have you ever asked the question, you know, is it, it's, it's easy, easy to say, well, what's wrong with them or, or why can't they get this together? I found myself many times asking that question to me. What is it that I'm doing? Not the other person, because I can handle that part later, but it really does start with you. So let's get into the top 10, top 10 signs that you may be a worship leader Pharisee or a worship Pharisee. You could be somebody in your church. I don't know. So here's one we want to come up with. Number one, worship service selections are determined by your favorite style instead of biblical 
and theological content. All right, so what does that mean? Mark 7, 9, Jesus says this, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. So, as a worship leader, it's fine. I think it's fine. If we pick out songs that we like, that's great. But when it comes to the it's always the same way every time because you want to do it, that could be your number one sign because nothing else may be good enough except for maybe your own preferences. How many times have you done this? And you probably have. You led a worship song that maybe you were not fond of. Good for you. I can count more times than on both hands that I've led countless songs that I did not enjoy, but but I knew it was good for my church. I knew it was also good for my worship team because so many others are going through the same thing. What's up? I want to say hello to Joan. Thank you. She says, thank you. This is very helpful. You are welcome. What's up? And then also uh, Serena Lee. Serena Ray. Thanks. Thank you so much for that. And Barry. Uh, good, good, good. Of course, my buddy. Barry is always behind the scenes. Our top editor-in-chief and admin super extraordinaire and uh, he's right with us so good to see all you guys today um so let's move on uh you know the the song selection is huge now don't get me wrong i mean you can choose the songs that you want that's great but as i've said in past shows like you know last week we talked about uh, drumming the week before we talked about worship leading and leading out and before that it was about prayer right and planning uh oh you're so sweet mz cuts what's up she says this is much needed i pray i'm not a pharisee <laughs> all right so again let me just emphasize uh this show and topic is not to say that you're a pharisee it is the top 10 signs to make sure that you're not all right and what are some things that you can undo within your own ministry to make sure that does not happen look here's the deal i'm just going to tell you like to tell you the truth who else is going to tell you this besides maybe your pastor all right if we do not ask the tough questions here uh then they may be coming your way outside and the rest of the world where you may not want to answer so it's better that you learn it here it's like i we tell our children look it's better that your feelings get hurt here at the house instead of out in the real world because this is where you're going to learn the most. You don't want to learn it out there. Worship leaders and teams, I am begging you the same thing, that you learn this stuff here. Uh, part of the other job is, yes, we learn by experience out in the field and when we lead worship, but you don't want to learn it the wrong way. And this is exactly why we're having David Manor come up this Thursday to talk more about it. So let's move on, shall we? Again, questions that you got, comments, please let them fly. Let us know what's up so we can get right to it. And Barry is also monitoring your questions, so thank you for that, Barry. Number two, you disappear when it's time to set up or tear down. Is that you? Yes, you. I know you may be thinking, yeah, but I want to get coffee and donuts for the team, and they don't mind if I'm late. Uh, well, they do mind if you're late, okay? Even if you got the goods and even if you got the, the food and caffeine, the, the sugar and the high and everything, that's great. But uh, I'll tell you this, that my team, I know, it helps them immensely when I am there early. And I'm also usually the last to leave because I'm always you know, tweaking things, uh, making sure everything is put back in place, whatever. Uh but this is for rehearsals as well. I mean, be on time, be early, you know, and, and by being on time is to be early, right? Like the Vince Lombardi rule uh, to be on time is to be late. 
and to uh, be early is to be on time. So by all means, you worship leader. Audio Tech, I mean, these guys go out of their way. Um, I high-five my head engineer, Jim. He is always there early, and even if he can't get there right on time to be early, he's always there like at the drop of the hat, I mean, before the musicians come in. And he's hooking up microphones. He's undoing cables. He's changing batteries. And the same thing when, when we do our projection. Uh, so, you know, high-five your audio engineer and team. Encourage them to be there, uh, and they usually are. So thank them for being there early when when they do their job because they do awesome. So moving on from that, number three. Again, these are the top ten signs that you may be a worship leader Pharisee. How you can undo it? What are some things that you can do about it? Number three, you lead. Your praise will ever be on my lips in the service, and then breathe the tech team. Uh, berate the tech team after the service. Ooh, so you may be saying your praise will be ever be on my lips during your service, but then when the wrong lyrics come up, your your lips are saying something else. And so the thing is, look, you are responsible, okay? Just like those who sing the National Star-Spangled Banner, right? You're responsible for what you do, right? I know the funny thing that happened in the news past week – but it's true. You are responsible for delivering everything that happens in a service. It's not blaming the team. It's not blaming somebody else. It's not somebody else's fault. That's their first name and then their last name. It is all about what you do in preparation and how you bring your leadership to the stage and to the people. Uh, you know, the thing is that I love about. Uh, Fergie, okay, because this is this was huge in the news, and yeah, she did the most you know strangest rendition that I think has ever been sung since Roseanne Barr, and she even said it herself. But I high five Fergie because when she came out to apologize today, she didn't blame anybody. That was awesome. She took the heat and she said, "Hey, I thought this would work, but apparently it didn't." I high five her. I mean, I've always enjoyed her music. You know, but hats off to her that she didn't blame. Uh, she could have blamed the writer. She could have blamed the band. She could have blamed the arranger. She could have blamed that maybe her monitor uh, in ears weren't working correctly. But no, she she put it out there. She said, "Hey, it's my fault. It didn't work. I won't do it again." Awesome. I mean, how many of you worship teams and leaders can do the same thing? Take responsibility, right? That's what it's all about. Let's move on. Number four, your audience is not. An audience of one. To be a Pharisee, like when you look about in Jesus' times, right? Uh, John twelve forty three, for they loved human praise more than the praise from God. All right, uh, I mean these are your divas and your devos. When you get up there and lead worship, it's all about you know the number one you, and really that's the last thing it needs to be because when we're leading worship. Who are we leading anyway? Or I mean, are we leading ourselves to, you know, strut around our stuff on the stage when really it's probably not that great anyway? Just being honest. I mean, the greatest performers, and I say that too because the greatest performers are the ones who have great humility. Again, Fergie, example. Yeah, messed up. So what? But you know what? It takes a lot of class and a lot of humility to admit when you're wrong. Uh, it also takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there and to sing and to lead and not expect any praise from it and just to do your part. You know, Not ask your spouse, oh, hey, what did you think? 
you know, or ask one of your worship team members, hey, I thought it went great. What about you? It's okay to get feedback, but it's not okay, I don't feel, to, you know, call your service the Lord, but then you seek man's approval. That's that's what we need to be careful of, worship leaders. It is about getting Christ's approval. That's He's already given it to you. So how are you operating in the acceptance of God versus the acceptance of man? All right. So number five, you accuse any ministry more successful than yours as being stylistically superficial uh, or anything else or being shallow. This is when you say, yeah, but, you know, I'm on worship team A and worship team B really can't cut it. Or I saw the youth lead this past weekend. And you know what? They, they just need a lot of help. That, that, the youth leader who's leading them? Man, I mean, come on. You know, I mean, my dog can do better than that. Cut that out. Okay. We are one team. We are one church. It really doesn't matter. And besides, you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else to make yourself feel better, do you? Do you really have to do that? No. That is the damaging thing that we can do to ourselves and to people around us. We always want to be supporting everyone. I mean, even the same thing within your team. Um, you're looking at your lead guitar player, you know, or the singer who maybe took your spot for that week and you're like, huh. Cut that out. Encourage them. If they mess up or they do great, celebrate what they do because you are a team together, right? We are the body of one, not of many segmented members, but we are many members making up one body, right? Number six of the top ten signs that you're hopefully not a worship leader Pharisee. Number six, you criticize hymns or other modern worship songs. Okay. I am guilty of that. All right, um, I'm a songwriter by nature. I've I've done all my undergrad in composition and uh, writing music, and so it's very easy for me when I when I hear something, I just think, oh well, you know, what if they did this to the melody, or you know, or I just don't like that song. Man, we all do that, okay? Uh, but you have to look past the song. You have to look into the lyrics, and you have to look into how is God using that song in your church. It goes back to the point earlier. You may not like that. song song that you've done but that doesn't mean it doesn't it's not meaningful for somebody else so yes i'll admit it my weakness i'm a music critic um but there are a lot of things i need to learn about myself and critiquing myself but before i start critiquing other people and that's the main point so learn from that uh don't don't learn that in another bad way because it will really hurt you uh number seven you measure This is a good one. You measure your level of artistry or spirituality against others. Oh, well, they can't remember that scripture verse. Oh, they didn't remember that line to ever be on my lips. It shouldn't even be on their lips because they can't even get it down. Uh, Drummer, what's he doing over there? You know, or, um, you know what? I'm spiritually fit and I'm good. I don't need to spend time with God every day. I'm just going to do it. On Sunday, and then Sunday comes. Oh well, I don't have time for this, God. You know who I am, Jesus, and I'm just going to take care of this later because we're we're good, right? Ah, so we want to break those habits as well because we're not better than anybody else. We're not more spiritual than anyone, and praise be to God that He does not favor anyone more than the next person. Okay, because if that were to be true, wow. 
there are so many people that I would be behind and I would put others up first before me because I know I need to get my own stuff together. Worship leader, team, same thing with you. So here we go. Moving on here, and top 10 signs of why you should not be a worship leader Pharisee. Hopefully you're not. So, number eight, you've made dressing up or dressing down a worship prerequisite. Okay, dress code. Let's go there. Yes, I know we all have dress codes for our team. Um, It doesn't mean, you know, trying to appeal people. There's two sides to this, okay? I believe that we should dress in a way uh, that, number one, does not draw attention to ourselves. That means clothes that are going to be distractive, um, revealing of anything that, you know, would not be uh, godly. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Number two, I believe that we are to dress in a way that does identify with the people. I have led worship in a country church where everyone wore suits, and so therefore I wore a suit. I've led worship probably more times than ever that people just wore a t-shirt or a polo shirt like this, and that's the way I would lead worship. That's the church that we're in right now. been leading worship there for a long time. It was casual. Uh, but I don't think it's good for us to say this is what we should look like as a worship team because I've seen it, you know. I think that we need to be careful because it's not here's the thing, I've said this before. You cannot you can nurture a, a okay, you can nurture a culture of worship, but you can't impose one. You cannot impose one based upon the way that you want to look and you think what is that, you know, more people will worship based on how you dress. I mean, I don't, I find that hard. I I don't see that anywhere in scripture. But what I do see is that if we are relevant and we dress in a way that identifies with people that were around, I know that if I'm a attendee at a church somewhere, I'm going to feel more led to worship because I feel like they're speaking my language. So, that's kind of the the two sides there. Uh, what do you say about that? Uh, what's the you know, do you guys have a dress code in your worship team? Uh, let us know. Or you know, what is that like in your church? Do people wear more you know t shirts or suits? How do you lead? You know, I think by starting out, I learned a very good, uh, very good, valuable lesson in which I thought that I needed to identify a certain way. When really, and this is when I first started leading worship, and really a, a, a church member came around after the service and said, you know what, um, that's not who we are. And it just, man, it cut me to the core. And I just, I had the wrong idea, and it proved to me that I really did not know our church. And so I say spend lots of time with your people in the church, not just your team, but spend time with your people in the church. Find out who they are, what music they listen to where they hang out, what their jobs are, what their families are going through. I mean, these are things that I repeat week in and week out to you guys, but uh, it, you know, being relevant is just not by music or clothes alone. It's it's an everyday living. So, all right. Number 9. You've created the false dichotomy that if your style is virtuous, then theirs can't be. In other words, um you know, you you don't you say I'm glad I'm not like this worship team, or I'm glad that we do music like this in our church because man, I visited this one church over here and oh, 
you know. Okay, so this goes back to the diva or pride uh, swelling up with us to think that we're some God's gift to leading worship, and the fact is we're not. I mean, the here's the fact is that you are a gift. You are a gift to God. You are a gift to people. So live in the way that God has already designed you to be, to live out your true giftings through Jesus and not make it about you, but make it about him because that is all who our praise goes to anyway. And so we're not fooling anybody. We're not, you know, we, we may think we're fooling ourselves, but people know uh, deep down. And so. All right, so the top 10, here we go, number 10. This is the uh, the top 10 sign that hopefully you're not a worship leader Pharisee or a worship Pharisee. Your mic must be, oh, this hurts. Are you ready? Ready? Wait for it. Your mic must be a little hotter and your spot a little brighter than all others. Oh, man. So many times has my worship team said to me, hey, Brandon and, you know, Monitor, you're, it's, it's a little bit too hot. Now, that's this is a two this is a twofold thing for me. I like the music hotter because I can hear it better. But I know that as a worshiping church, it needs to be down. But if you think about it figuratively, where the person's the worship leaders want to be louder than everybody else because they want to be heard above others, that's a different wow. I mean, that's a different barometer right there, and uh, no one can adjust that thermostat in the room if that's the way that you're going to be, you know, hotter than others. Uh, so be careful. So worship leaders, worship team, you know, I find reverence. I find my balance in equaling every to everyone else on the platform. So if my monitor mix is down, I'm doing it for the sake to help others. If my guitar is not as hot as I like it, okay. I need to be cool with that because I have others that are in my team that maybe they need to hear their mix. I mean, yeah, we use in-ears, but we also use wedges in the front. So there's that balance of, you know, am I going to get in the way of somebody else when they're trying to do their best? Or am I going to take a step back and elevate them versus me? So that and all these 10 topics, I mean, this is what you have to come down to as far as I think this, these top 10 things give us a good idea and a good measuring stick to ourselves and Jesus and what not to be. So let me uh, recap from the very, very top 10 signs that hopefully you're not a worship leader Pharisee. Number one, uh, worship service music styles are dictated by that only, style, and not by substance. Number two, you disappear at the time of setup or teardown. Number three, you lead in the service one song, but you berate others in the process when it goes wrong. Number four, your audience is not an audience of one. Number five, you accuse other ministries being more successful than yours. Number six, you criticize other hymns, modern worship leader, modern worship songs. Songs, worship leaders see right uh, number seven you measure your level of artistry and spirituality against others number eight you've made dressing up or dressing down a worship prerequisite ouch number nine you created the false dichotomy that uh, your style is victorious and others can't be 
Number 10, your mic, as we said, must be a little hotter. Your spot must be a little brighter than others. So I hope uh, today and today's time together, I see you, Ronnie, Sarah, what's up? Serena, thank you guys so much for coming in Facebook Live. I hope that this is encouraging to you of what not to be, these 10 top things, because if we can take these 10 top things, strip them down and realize, you know what? Hey, looking in the mirror. Oh, that's me. You know, had the humility to point out one, two, three of these things and to say, you know what? This is something I need to work on. I don't like hearing it. I wish Brandon didn't say it. Maybe I'm not ready for it. But man, uh, look, like what Jesus said, the truth shall set you free. And every every free morning, I'm looking into that mirror going, God, what do you want to change about me that I'm unwilling to change of myself? It is a bold prayer. I believe that it's only going to make you a more authentic follower of Jesus and that much more of a uh, transparent worship leader. So uh, you want to be sure to this. Uh, this Thursday, please join us with David Manor. It is going to be a fantastic show. He is the author of today's article. He's got a lot more to say about this topic. He's going to be with us. You want to become a member at WTTU.co in order for you to watch this training Thursday video. Also, Rich Kirkpatrick, Leaving a Worship Leading Legacy, tomorrow's webinar at 12 p.m. Central. Again, when you become a member at WTTU, you get all these webinars unlimited. They're all free. (coughs) Excuse me. So webinars, on-demand content, videos, and uh, downloads and more. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We uh, will see you back next Tuesday at our show. And uh, I can't wait to come back to you because we have more things coming. Thanks for subscribing to our social channels here and also to our podcast. Love it. And uh, also, just want to remind you to remember... You don't need to be perfect. Just let God transform you the way that you live life daily and the way that you lead worship. Love you guys and see you very soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. Hey, we know you're serious about training. Otherwise, you wouldn't be subscribing to this podcast in which we are grateful. And I am happy to announce to you Worship Team Training University and your trial period that you can take a VIP pass on me for a trial month at WTTU.co. Worship Team Training University is our brand new multi-level membership program for worship leaders and worship teams. On-demand training, all premier access, early releases, downloads of fresh weekly content, over 700 articles and videos, downloads, webinars, and more. Go to WTTU.co and check it out. And if you want that free trial, the one free VIP pass, email me, Brandon, at WTTU.co and check it out.